Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Community Stage. I hope you had as much fun as I did. It wouldn't be a community without listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to help it grow, consider subscribing to get access to exclusive episodes, participation in masterclass and Q&A episodes, and much more. Help this community grow for just a few dollars a month. Want to communicate with me? If you have questions or suggestions for the show, there's a link in the show notes. I can't tell you how much your feedback means to me. But until next time, keep creating, friends. All right, I am here with Dr. Tanya Lawson. Tanya, why don't you uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Well, um, I'm Tanya Lawson. I am a musician, blogger, passive income and SEO specialist. I do a little bit of everything. Um, I started out in college. I didn't want to be a musician, actually. I was an English major. And somehow I transitioned into music. And three degrees later, here I am. And um, just to give you a little bit of my backstory on how things worked, I went to graduate school to finish my doctorate when jobs were booming. I graduated with my doctorate and there were 50 clarinet positions open all over the United States. And I made the short list for two of them and took interviews. And in both instances, they hired the more experienced candidate, which I totally understand. Unfortunately, the next year, there were only five clarinet positions open in the entire U.S. Made the short list on one, interviewed, and um, it was at HBCU. They hired someone who was a better fit for the position. And I was like, okay, I have been teaching private music lessons in the meantime. And I was like, okay, this is, I've got to do something here. I've, I've got to, to make my own job. I can't count on this. So I just started putting all my effort into building a private studio. And uh, fast forward, I now have a full private studio, um, 50 plus students. And I've been teaching, let's see, I graduated in 2005. Um, I started teaching private lessons in 1997. And I've been teaching full time as my career since 2005. But as things went, I am lucky I live in the middle Tennessee area, just south of Nashville. So the Nashville area and um, Tennessee and Texas are the two states I've taught in. And they are, in my knowledge, the only two states that allow private music teachers to go into the school during the school day and teach music lessons. So I get to go into the schools and pull students out of their band class to take private lessons. Well, they thought about ending this program where I teach and I panicked. What am I going to do? And then I realized the mistake I was making by keeping all my eggs in one basket. So I started looking into blogging just as a second income stream. And I already had TanyaLawson.com, but I wasn't really doing anything with it. So I started looking into blogging and I started writing blog posts, but still nobody was finding it. So I learned about SEO and I ended up taking a course on SEO. That's search engine optimization. Basically, it's how you get found on Google. And all of this course, none of it was geared towards musicians. It was about creating niche websites to make money. And I was like, well, okay, I need another income stream. And I created a coffee website. 
that started making a little money. And I was like, okay, there's got to be a way I can figure out how to take these things I've learned and manipulate them to fit the creative space. Because there was nothing out there like that at the time. So that's what I did. And then all of a sudden, my TanyaLawson.com music business website started getting views, started making a little money. And then COVID hit. And everything shut down. And I was so lucky. I was already kind of technologically inclined with all the blogging. Transitioning my studio online was not a problem. And I had this extra time because I didn't have to go into schools and wait on class changes and everything. So what did I do? I started a third blog. So I have a garden blog now too. And kind of my mission is to help other people in the creative space, musicians, bloggers, writers, artists, build out passive income streams using their websites that will really help give them financial security so that they can live the life they want to live instead of constantly having to take low paying gigs just to make ends meet. I love that. The gig should be about having fun and making the art, not about I got to do this to survive. That takes all of the fun out of living this musician lifestyle and doing the things that we have so much access to do. So in that transition, like uh, using the blog, are you using like affiliate marketing? Like what, what's like, what is some of the drive? And don't give all the secrets away, but like, what is really the driving force? Well, I'll tell you exactly what I'm using because it's not a secret. I talk about it on my Instagram all the time. Yes, I use affiliate marketing. I have affiliate marketing through Amazon. Um, I have affiliate marketing through ShareASale. I have affiliate marketing through Sheet Music Plus. Um, and I have affiliate marketing for some courses and stuff that other people have done that I really believe in because I've taken them myself. And in addition to that, I also have ad revenue on two of my websites. And it brings in a fair amount just because people are finding it. I also have my own courses and masterclass and my membership on my website. And people find those things through Google. They do. A, I sold one of my masterclass replays the other day because someone had come across it on Google and bought it. That's awesome. That's so cool. <clears throat> so... Have you, in all of this, like the transition and, and the course of your career, have you discovered that some of the traits that we use as musicians have benefited you? And, and so you're not totally losing everything that you gained in the three degrees and, and turned your back completely on music? Oh, totally. Because first of all, music is still a very big part of my life. Um, I do play some still. I teach primarily because I love it, frankly. Mm -hmm. I love it. As a matter of fact, what made my heart totally happy. The other day, one of my students said, Dr. Lawson, I know that you do all this business stuff and I think it's so cool. And I've decided I'm going to start my own business selling digital greeting cards so that I can save money to buy a new clarinet. I love it. That made me so, so happy. But okay, here's the deal. If you can survive music school, you can do anything. Music school is by far the hardest, most cutthroat anything I've been through in my life. Um, defending your dissertation, um, 
performing on a regular basis. As musicians, you know, it's we're really one of the few fields or the creative space in general is one of the few fields where you are constantly told everything you're doing wrong and very seldomly told all the things you're doing well. So we develop this thick skin and that is so helpful in the online space where you have trolls coming at you. And I always say, you know, if I'm pissing somebody off, I'm probably doing something right. So that has definitely prepared me. The attention to the detail, the ability to pivot at a moment's notice. Um, I remember in graduate school, I was doing one of my doctoral recitals and it was in a in a hall. I went to Texas Tech and it was in a hall that had the organ loft up at the top mm-hmm. upstairs. And I kid you not, in the middle of my recital, two cleaning ladies walked out onto the organ loft and proceeded to have a conversation while I was performing. So just that ability to adapt and do just get through it anyway helps so much in the business world. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's a great story. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine, like, you probably know exactly where you were in what piece, exactly what was happening as soon as it, that's, that's great. Oh, I love it. Was it was the fourth movement of the Bax Sonata. And if you've ever played the Bax Sonata, you know that is not the movement you want people to interrupt you with. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So as you've built all of these various businesses out, um, and I'm trying to think how to ask this, I'm sorry. Um, have you noticed that the, the free time and the flexibility in your schedule has allowed you to sort of pursue anything that comes your way. Like you, you talked about a coffee website and a gardening website. In addition to talk about that, just chasing things you're interested in and how that sort of led um, to where you're at now. Oh, okay. Great question. So first of all, I think as musicians in general, we have a fair amount of flexibility within our schedule and What I do is perfect for filling in those holes. So say I am teaching in a school and I have a free period. I can just pop on my computer and get a blog post written out or do my invoicing. It's about squeezing into those little periods because I have dedicated work hours. I refuse to work after 6 p.m. and I refuse to work on weekends. So anything that I get done takes place between the hours of 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. And as I become a little more successful, I also make sure to take an hour and a half to two hour break in the middle of the day for lunch and errands and that sort of thing. So it has really allowed me to take the free time I have and make it my own and empower me to set those strict work hours because I don't feel like I have to be working 24-7 just so I can pay my rent. As a matter of fact, I don't pay rent. As a a working musician, I bought my own house. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, and everybody's like, oh, your, your husband helped. No, I don't have a husband. I bought my <laughs> own house. And um, a lot of people think that, and I once thought that this was just not possible for a freelance musician, but it totally is. You just have to take your career and make it your own. Absolutely. And I think the the introduction to Web3 that we've transitioned into and just the sort of almost unlimited ways we can create, whether that's a membership or a course or just even moving your studio online to broaden the students that you're reaching. There's so many opportunities. Have you... Have you done any with, you're mainly in the blog space, but have you done much with social media and how did, how did you tie those two together? Oh, absolutely. I am very active on Instagram and TikTok and I use those two platforms to promote my business side of things. Um, In all honesty, as far as my private music studio is concerned, I have established myself in this area that I don't promote it anymore. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I try to, to get my name out there less. I have so many students (laughs) and, um, I will, I will have them contact me out of nowhere. Oh, can I do online lessons? We live, we live an hour away. Oh yes, absolutely. We can make that happen. Um, and I, and to be honest, I got to the point where I had so many, I didn't want anymore. So I tried to outprice myself and, and that didn't work either. So (laughs) people just paid more. So don't know that. No, you can charge more and it's okay. But um, so I'm not just in the blog space. I, like I said, I'm very active on Instagram and I'm very active on TikTok as well. And oh, a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. That's new. I'm working on growing it. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Um, do you, so your content strategy, like as you're producing content, do you let the the large form blog work sort of influence everything or do you find yourself sort of chasing uh like chasing some social media trends to boost the to boost the blog or is it more the blog just sort of feeds the content you're creating um you know they're they're actually pretty separate i will tell you this when i first started blogging i was very keyword driven and motivated because that's what i had been taught uh-huh. and Anybody in the blogging space right now knows that Google has gone nuts with updates and all of the content that I created before I had that strategy is starting to like surface because it's all about user-friendly content, satisfying user intent. What are people searching for? So honestly, I use social media to get ideas for my blog post. I'm very active on social media. I get lots of questions in my DMs. And then as I start getting these questions, I will use those questions and turn into content. Because if one person is asking me, then another person is going to want to know. And another person is going to want to know. So what I do, honestly, is I take those questions and I turn it into a piece of long form blog content. And I'm about working smarter, not harder. So then I take that piece of blog content and I turn it into 10 Instagram posts and stories. I turn it into five YouTube videos. I turn it into 10 TikToks. All from that one piece of content that the idea was brought to me from someone on social media who asked me a question. Uh, I 
my business, it's obviously about making money because we have to make money to survive. But I'm mm-hmm. here to serve people, to help people with what they need. And I'm very serious about building community because I think that's so important. And I feel like sometimes in the music world, community is hard to come by because everybody is out for themselves trying to outdo one another. And I I want to break that barrier down and really build a sense of community where we all support each other. Mm-hmm. I was talking, actually, I think it's an episode that'll come out before yours, um, but Larkin Sanders in her, uh, from the Clever Clarinetist, mm-hmm. uh, in her episode talks about how we graduate enough music students every year that the industry essentially doubles across all instruments. And that mo like in that conversation a couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, there is enough space for everybody. What we have to stop talking about competition because it just doesn't it doesn't exist in the in the music world. It exists, but it doesn't exist, if that makes any sense. Yes, we're graduating that many people, but there aren't jobs for those people. Mm-hmm. And here's my problem. In music school, I was taught how to play the clarinet very well. I was a woman specialist. I was also taught how to play the oboe, flute, and saxophone. Mm-hmm. I was taught how to teach those instruments. I know more about clarinet history than any one person ever needs to know. But what I wasn't taught was how to market myself, how to go out there and make things happen for myself. That's all stuff I had to learn on my own. And that is what I want to help other musicians do. I want to help other musicians figure out a way to carve out their own space because we're all unique individuals and we need to embrace that uniqueness. When I first started on this journey, some of my older colleagues were like, oh, you're selling out. You know, you can't, this this is just not music. This is not how it works. But those same colleagues, when, when COVID hit, were scrambling to try, some of them were working in grocery stores because they mm-hmm. didn't have jobs anymore. So, you know, I I don't call this selling out. I call this carving out my own space in this world. And that's what I want other musicians to feel confident and comfortable doing as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we have, we have a greater impact when we uh, on the world, whether that's our small, like local community or even the broader, larger music community by doing these things and talking about them and sharing that it is possible I feel like students now that that I'm out talking to at various conferences with you know in my various different roles are seeing that that need is still there and higher education's not catching up. Absolutely. So it's good it's good to see people talking about it because there are there are times even in my you know as somebody that sort of lives in that space and talks to people that are doing it all over the place I still feel siloed in some of the work that I do on a local level because other people view it as a competition or they don't see that there there is a need everywhere and openings for everybody. Yes, and and I think it's our personal mission to bring that to people, to let them know that that is possible. Yeah, it's it's not as hard as as everybody seems to to think it is. 
And there are so many benefits to it too, not having to worry about is rent going to get paid? Can I, you know, can I afford to stop at Starbucks because I'm really needing coffee as I drive to the third school for the day? That kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And I take four vacations a year. I love to travel and I prioritize that. See musicians, it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking before the show and you said you had some stuff coming up. I would love to hear what you're working on. Absolutely. So I have a New Year's challenge. It's going to be starting in January. And the wait list, by the time you hear this, should already be open for it. And if you get on that VIP list to to get into it early, this is actually free. So all you've got to do is go and sign up and get on the VIP list and you can have access to this challenge free. It's going to be a five-day challenge that's going to help you get your website found on Google. Because I think this is so important. We all need to know how to do it. You were taught how to build your website in music school, but you weren't taught how to optimize it so that people find it on Google without having to type in the exact web address. They can just do a Google search and find it. So that's what this challenge is all about. There's going to be five days and you're going to get tangible actions you can take each day. You, there will be homework. And um, I've, I've not yet decided on the platform. I'm actually going to start quizzing people in my Instagram stories today <laughs> on the best platform to host it. But like I said, it's going to be free for five days. A- after this challenge is over, I am going to charge full price for this for $4.97. So a lot more than free. So this mm-hmm. is a really great value. And honestly, all you have to do is go sign up on the VIP list. That's awesome. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes and everything when this comes out so people can run straight straight to that uh, and, and get access to it. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, Tanya, it's been great talking to you and I'm so excited to see your challenge. I may have to sign up for myself uh, and and just talking to you about the you know, your space in the music world and the things that you're doing. Uh, how else can people connect with you? Uh, I know you've mentioned a lot of things, but let's give them one short, really quick, uh, how to connect with you. One short, really quick on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all three, I'm at Dr. Dr. Tanya Lawson. Um, and that's the best way. My website is tanyalawson.com. I try to make it as easy as possible. That's awesome. So go check out Dr. Tanya Lawson and everything she's working on. There's some great content on SEO and website optimization. And uh, hope to see you all in the challenge because I know I'll be participating myself. <laughs> <laughs>